It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome back. It's the World Soccer Talk podcast, the only podcast that focuses on watching soccer on TV, online and apps. In episode 108, we discuss a broadcaster finally acquires the US rights to the Asian Cup. The Corporate Libertadores returns to US airwaves with a new rights holder. More updates on the rights to the International Champions Cup for the summer, plus letters from you, the listeners, in our mailbag section. My name is Christopher Harris, a.k.a. The Gaffer, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kartik Krishnaya, who is... Kartik, let me guess, you're in uh, near Ch- Chennai, uh, India? Yes, I'm in Chennai, exactly. Chennai. Ah, okay. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, last week we spoke to you, you were in uh, UAE, uh, in Dubai, and now in India. And then next week, uh, we'll probably have a probably a guest uh, co-host next week and then the week after that you'll be back uh, in the usa on, on the podcast at least um one thing sure, i'll be in london next week by the way so uh, okay uh, it should be uh, should be a lot of fun you know the funny thing chris is uh, just real quickly for our listeners uh, people always ask me when i go to london which match are you going to most of the time it's <laughs> much easier not to go to a match there just because transport for london is such a uh, tough thing. So chances yeah. are, even though there are Premier League matches, there's a midweek. There are midweek. Fixtures, That's right. Uh, the week I'm there, I'm probably not going to go to a match. Oh man, you could go to. I mean, West Ham's probably more accessible than uh, most clubs these days. Wembley's not the greatest in terms of um, transport to it, but uh, or even, even I don't know Craven Cottage. I, I haven't looked at the schedule to see exactly which matches are on, but uh, if you get a chance, Cottage, you should. You should definitely take the opportunity. I might, I might. <laughs> All right. So speaking of opportunities, um, just give us a, give us a couple of minutes, Kartik, on uh, the situation in India in terms of uh, your experiences watching soccer on uh, over the air, free to air television, and um, what are the differences between India and the US what, that you've experienced? Yeah. So unfortunately, um, there's nothing free to air. Everything is on uh, cable or satellite, and in your Premium. Uh, I mean, if you if you buy a premium package, you'll get everything, right? You'll get Serie A, you'll get La Liga, you'll get Liga, uh, you'll get even uh, the Eredivisie and uh, the, the Portuguese league. But if you just get your basic cable package, you only get two leagues, and you'll get the championship also if you if you get the uh, extended, you know, pre- something premium. If you get your basic cable package, you only get the Bundesliga and the Premier League in addition to the local league. So uh, that's what I'm stuck with. Um, 
we're in the process, my family, of, of, of shuttering the place I'm at and uh, sending everything back to the States. So didn't have the option of getting a, a fancy cable package while I was here. So just had to get the basic cable. And you only have access to those two leagues. That's the unfortunate part. The fortunate part is it's wall-to-wall coverage of those two leagues, uh, you know, similar to what we get from NBC uh, in the U.S. for the Premier League and much better than what Fox offers uh, for the Bundesliga in, in terms of, well, I mean, I suppose Fox does show everything, but it's just on at random times, all the bumper programs and um, and, and uh, a lot of things on FS2 So and Fox Soccer Plus, but uh, a better coverage of the Bundesliga and about similar coverage of the Premier League, even though they're using all of the Premier League production uh personnel and programs, which is different than it used to be in India, Chris. They used to take uh, the feed that came out of Singapore, yep. uh, the Star Sports feed or the ESPN Star feed. Now they're just doing straight Premier League production. So uh, getting, uh, I've missed Steve Bauer. I mean, you get to see him on Mondays on NBC, but I've missed him over the weekends. I've gotten my fill of him the last couple of weeks. Uh, and he's very good as always. So, so the Bundesliga and the Premier League definitely uh, big in India in terms of television coverage. Did you get, did you get a chance to watch uh, La Liga on on Facebook? I did, um, and that's the only way you can see La Liga now, is uh, via Facebook Live, uh, which is actually uh, more accessible in a way, because you know if you're at any IP address in India, uh, you're not geo-blocked. And uh, it was the international feed, it was the world feed. I'm, I'm, I'm actually hoping uh, with this new Facebook deal, or not Facebook deal, sorry, this new YouTube deal with the uh, uh, lower divisions in Spain, that uh, next time I come to India, I can watch that as well. Uh, but it was good quality streaming. Uh, the internet here is very fast. It's faster than the internet I have in the States. So uh, I was able to watch that, but it's the international feed and it just, um, it's I don't know, with it, and again, they're cord cutters in India, just like they're cord cutters in the States, but um, it's just weird when you have two leagues that are constantly on television, and then you have La Liga, which is a comparable league, maybe even a better league in terms of actual quality of play, that's stuck on Facebook. It just has this, it's this weird feeling, if you know what I mean. It just seems like a very minor, uh, it, it, it makes La Liga seem very minor league compared to the Bundesliga and Premier League, at least in the way it's covered in this country. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Kartik, for that for the insight there. It's definitely uh, interesting to hear. I, I'm always curious about the experiences overseas, how it is different than the U.S. And in, in many ways, we're very fortunate in the U.S. in terms of the types of coverage that we get, the uh, variety and the amount of uh, coverage that we get. We can practically get any league uh, from around the world. Uh, you name it. Um, so, so one thing I want to mention to Kartik is from this past weekend, I didn't get a chance to watch many games because um, two of my daughters, I got three daughters, two of them were uh, they're on travel teams uh, playing soccer. And there was a, a tournament uh, this past weekend in Wellington, like a three day tournament. And I actually figured out how many hours I spent at the fields. Uh, at the games, either watching the games or, or getting ready for the practices and going from, from place to place. And uh, it actually ended up being 24 actual hours of this past weekend. And, and actually, I cal- calculated the number of uh, steps I made and ended up being 14 miles. And this is, <laughs> this is all within this one same park, just going from field to field, 
you mean go into you mean I don't know go into the car to get some you know, sunscreen or, or some water or do whatever you pace it may be. While your daughter's playing, do you pace or do you? I pace. I pace. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so that's, that's the other thing too. I, I don't like sitting, um, especially when I'm watching a game. And even though, even when there's a break in between my daughter's games, I would go and watch other games. Um, and I, I just thought about it too, and I thought to myself, like, you mean after that long weekend? I mean, I love it. I mean, to me. I, it, it doesn't get boring at, at all, but I'm thinking to some some of the parents who must be there, who only like soccer because their daughter plays or, or the son plays, it must be just 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 boring as hell for some of them. But for me, I actually enjoyed it and um, got a lot of exercise and some fresh air and got to watch a lot of soccer. But what I didn't get to watch is all these Premier League matches. And and Carty, did you get a chance to watch um, the two big ones on Saturday, whether it was the Liverpool Crystal Palace? Uh, match or the the Wolves match with uh, all those goals going in? Yeah, yeah, I, I got to watch both matches, and, and uh, Claude Puel is very much on on the brink now with uh, with uh, um, Leicester. I think the significant thing is uh, now people will will look at Liverpool conceding three goals, but I think the significant thing is that they found a way to win this sort of match. This is the the kind of match they've been losing in the past for dropping points. Right and, and and giving up late equalizers and those sorts of things and uh, without Vinaldum, you know their midfield doesn't quite work as well as as, as it does with him. We know that, so uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I know the media, uh, both the media I see uh, on the Premier League productions and and uh, in, in India and as well as I'm sure NBC in in the back home. Uh, badly want a title race and badly want to play this up. Um, yes, there is a title race, but I still think Liverpool is firmly in control. That's that's my opinion. I'm not sure how NBC is uh, is uh, looking at it, but I know uh, that the crew with Steve Bauer and company here uh, that we get in India really felt like, okay, this is a, this is a sign Manchester City has an opening. Uh, there's an opening, but I'm, I'm not sure I would read too much into it. One thing about uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Kartik, is that uh, I've lost count this season how many times I've had conversations just with neutrals. So either neutrals because they, they don't support Wolverhampton Wanderers or they support a, a, a different club from a different league, whatever it may be, but not Wolverhampton Wanderers supporters, of how many times I've had a conversation with just uh, either friends or, or strangers about how good of a team this Wolverhampton Wanderers team is and how much the, there is to really look at uh, and respect from this team, whether it's the, the playing style, whether it's the organization, team shape, the way, the way that they play. Um, I, I think that the, the, the kick colors always is, are in their favor. Kind of the gold color is a little bit different, so it stands out a little bit more. That's a, yeah. kind of a d- differentiator. But, um, yeah, just so many people I've, I've run into this season, and it just comes, comes up by... Uh, just at random, where they'll mention, yeah, Wolves. I'm really, I'm really. That's my my second club this season because I really uh, admire the way that they play. Let, let me take it a step further, Chris. There are people who tell me they're playing with Wolves on FIFA because one, they like the, the kit color. It's very unique, and part of the thrill of playing a game is to see like uh, high high definition graphics and 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 and, and uh, how that stands out. And then Wolves have just been an exciting team playing open. Uh, energetic football, and it's it's odd. I mean, I think they play very differently against top six sides, where they they they're lethal on the counter. We've seen that repeatedly against better sides. Um, but then when they play the rest of the league, they tend to be able to control possession and and 
and play um, a, a better passing, you know, structured uh, tactical match. So it, it's it's very interesting. They're also a team with with more than one, a plan A and a plan B. So many uh, of these uh, smaller teams, if you will, if you want to call them that, get criticized for not having a plan B. Well, uh, Nuno Espirito Santos has a plan A and a plan B, and sometimes a plan C. So Wolves have become a favorite. I, I completely agree with you. They're they're a big thing now. So, so my match of the week, Kartik, I, I didn't get watched, to watch as many matches as I would like. I probably saw about half a dozen or so. But my match of the week was uh, from last week, actually, I think last Thursday, uh, which was uh, Real Sociedad against uh, Real Betis in the uh, Copa del Rey. It was the second leg of a match. Um, probably most people missed this one, but just a crazy game. Uh, it ended up being that uh, Real Betis uh, advanced on away goals. Uh, the match ended 2-2, but just back and forth. I think Real Sociedad uh, uh, were in the lead, and then Betis came back with with an equaliser, and then Real Sociedad went ahead again, and the Real Betis scored, scored a, wait, uh, a later equaliser uh, to, to then advance on away goals. But just a really good level of football and just an entertaining match and uh, passionate crowd too, and, and uh, Real Betis move on to Copa del Rey uh, quarterfinals, I believe they're in uh, this week. And uh, and the second leg next week, I definitely enjoyed that one. My my uh, pick of the week, Kartik, in terms of um, predicted pick of the week, or the the game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend uh, is Accrington Stanley against Derby County in the FA Cup. Uh, this one's on Saturday morning at seven thirty uh, a.m. Eastern time. And this one is interesting for me, Kartik, on a couple of different levels. One is, of course, it's a, it's a lower league team against a higher league team. Um, but the second of all, too, Accrington Stanley, as you know, have gone through you mean a tough history. Uh, one of our colleagues, or, you mean, a former colleague of, of, of World Soccer Talk, somebody that both you and I know, Kartik, uh, Simon Evans, uh, who writes for Reuters and used to live in Miami, someone we got to know very well, um, has been on this podcast a couple of times, too, I think. And... He, he's from that area, so I think uh, I'm sure he'll be at, at that game. But really a great story and uh, a chance here for kind of a David versus Goliath match. Uh, Derby's looking good, though, too, so Derby probably will win this one. But you never know. But at the end of the day, really quaint, small grounds in Lancashire. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one on um, Saturday morning. So how about you, Kartik? What was your match of the week, and, and what's your pick uh, for this weekend? Match of the week was uh, was Spurs and uh, and Fulham or Fulham and Spurs uh, at the cottage. Uh, uh, Spurs no son. He's gone to the Asian Cup and South Korea is now in the quarterfinals. Harry Kane is out for however long, four to six weeks. A lethal blow to their title chances. Delhi Ali gets injured in this match. They fall behind one nil. They come back. Great equalizer from a uh, great winner from Harry Winks and uh, the player who put in the cross. I can't even remember. I think he was a, he's a youth player who Pochettino had to, or former youth player who's come through their system who Pochettino had to uh, had to dress and then had to throw on after uh, uh, Delhi got injured and uh, provided the winner. So um, there is. And this is why I think Pochettino is so attractive uh, to, to Manchester United and to Real Madrid. There is a spirit and a sense of purpose within that squad. And, and uh, it, there, is drop, there are drop-offs when they don't have certain players. But there just seems to be always a resourcefulness. We always hear about how Spurs aren't very deep, right, Chris? But there's this resourcefulness of getting guys to give performances 
who you wouldn't expect it from. Wings is a guy who just continues to get better. Uh, you see these these players uh, come off the bench and 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 do a job. Uh, Musa Musa Sissoko has been very good this season. I mean, he was a bust the previous few years, but uh, when Pochettino really needed him because Dembele kept getting hurt and Wanyama is never really recovered from uh, his injuries, uh, Sissoko has raised his level. He's been one of the better midfielders in in the league. So that was my game of the week. Uh, coming up this week, I have a similar pick to yours. It's uh, Barnett and Brentford, uh, which is going to be which is a Monday uh, night FA Cup match, right. uh, the final match of the round. Barnett, uh, you know, improbably it, it, it gets to this uh, stage, just like uh, uh, and Stanley, who you mentioned, and Brentford. It's a bit of a local derby, uh, West London derby, not not that um, that much of a distance between uh, uh, the two uh, the two clubs. Now, I will be landing at Heathrow. Um, just after this match. So this would be a match I would have actually gone to. Oh. Um, and, and Brentford is actually the, the closest club to Heathrow, and Barnett yeah. is not that much further. So, uh, But I'm looking forward to this one. I'm going to be on an airplane, but I will keep tabs on it and, uh, and get, get, a, get a sense of what uh, happens in that match. And, and from personal experience, too, watching Brentford play in the championship this season, they're a really attacking, fun team to yeah. watch. So um, that's one I'm going to be watching, too, for sure. That'll be an interesting match. Absolutely. Kartik, before we move on to TV streaming news, any, any love for the Bundesliga? Yeah, uh, Derek Ray on the call of uh, Leipzig and, and Dortmund, which was a very big game and was on live here in India. And it was a critical win for Dortmund. They, they stay six points ahead of uh, a buyer. And this was one of the biggest tests because they have to go to Leipzig. And uh, Derek Ray is just so, so smooth in his calls. I mean, I just, uh, uh, you um, you sometimes forget, and we've seen a lot of him in the studio for NBC, right, this year, particularly on Mondays. Uh, you, see, you, you sometimes forget how good he is and how um, effortless it sounds. And, and the other thing I'll point out is pronunciations. Um, I, I take my cues from him. If, if you hear player pronunciations in certain ways and then you hear Derek Ray pronounce it differently, go with Derek Ray's pronunciation. There were a couple of examples in this match. I don't want to get into it, but there were two or three examples of uh, player pronunciations I've heard differently from different announcers, different commentators, and then heard Derek Ray in the Dortmund uh, Leipzig match uh, say it in the way that I think must be the proper way because he always gets it right. So uh, a real treat to listen to him on this this call. Uh, and the Bundesliga is back, of course. Yeah, and, and to me, he's uh, he's a scholar of the game in, in many ways, and uh, definitely uh, we're lucky to have him over here. You I mean commentating a lot of the games too for uh, NBC and, and, and other broadcasters. All right, Kartik, let's move on to TV streaming news and uh, have you kick it off. Yeah, uh, FIFA, UEFA, uh, the Asian Federation, the Premier League, La Liga, and the Bundesliga this week uh, have uh, issued a joint statement condemning B-Out-Q. And this is uh, the the statement. Collectively, we as rights holders in various football competitions condemn the pirate entity B-Out-Q, which continues to abuse the operations of rights holders and legitimate broadcasters through its persistent and illegal screening of events for which it has made no effort uh, to secure the rights. Um, this is also, I think, uh, on the eve of, uh, of Qatar having the World Cup, Chris, this is pretty important because this is a political thing between Qatar and Saudi Arabia. And I, I think it's really important for FIFA and the Asian Confederation to get this uh, solved as soon as possible. And, and also those leagues that have sold their, legitimately sold their rights and are being undercut. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, Kartik, because you have, I mean, the biggest leagues and the biggest uh, federations and, and, I mean, the, the, the world's body, FIFA, uh, condemning 
uh, be out queue and saying, okay, enough is enough. And um, as we spoke last week too, there's been, there's been others that have condemned uh, be out queue. So all eyes are on Saudi Arabia and on be out queue to see exactly what happens next. And uh, hopefully there'll be a resolution soon and hopefully be out queue will be out of business because it uh, doesn't help anyone and uh, it's a bad look for Saudi Arabia. Next up, Kartik, uh, being sports, uh, this is news that, that actually World Soccer Talk broke on Friday, last Friday, Friday morning, and uh, it, it was a story I was holding on to for about a week. I had, had the news, but we were waiting on one more signature on the contract um, before I could go ahead and announce it. I didn't want to announce it until the contract was signed, and that is that, is that BN Sports uh, had acquired the rights to the Copa Libertadores, uh, Copa Sudamericana, and the Recopa Sudamericana. Um, and this is a four-year deal. It's a huge deal for BN Sports, uh, especially in the United States, because it really it's a statement of intent. In the past six months, there's been a lot of talk about whether BN Sports would still be in business. Uh, this is a big coup. This is something that uh, Fox Deporters had before, had the rights to. Uh, Fox Sports had the English language rights uh, to it, but didn't do anything with it. And we saw, too, with the uh, the River Boca final, uh, all the soap opera, all the drama, everything that had had been going on, even 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 the kind of the the semifinals. I think Gremio was in it. Some really entertaining matches, and um, it culminated in a fantastic final, two legged final on the pitch, and that's where it matters the most. Uh, the passion of the fans are great. You mean kind of the the story about this. Uh, fantastic competition competition is wonderful but on the pitch is what matters and it lived up to its promise now BN Sports has the rights the English language rights and the Spanish language rights which is a big deal so they've already started broadcasting this week they had a couple of games uh, on Wednesday and a a game on on Tuesday and they're doing some of the games in English and some of the games in Spanish but uh, over the 41 weeks of this competition this goes through from January all the way through to November uh, every game will be uh, either televised or available or streamed through BN Sports. And um, this is big news. Also today, on this day that we're recording this podcast on Thursday, uh, BN Sports has announced globally that they have acquired the rights to Copa Libertadores. And um, actually Copa Libertadores in, also in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, 24 territories in the Middle East and North Africa. So this is a huge global deal, and uh, it's it's a great opportunity for BN Sports to kind of really share the love of Copa Libertadores. And for us viewers and, and uh, people that may have not watched Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana as much as we would have liked to in the past, now we have no excuse. Now we have access to these great competitions. Kartik, what's your take on this? So, Chris, this is the first time we've seen in a while where BN has been able to leverage its international footprint, its global footprint, uh, already having held the rights uh, in the Middle East and North Africa uh, for for common of all competitions to actually leverage that those relationships to get uh, properties in the U.S. and Canada, uh, and, I, and I assume in Australia and New Zealand all, is also. I'm not sure what their history is as far as acquisitions there, but uh, I think this is a very big deal uh, for for BN. This shows they're going to continue to be a player. They're going to continue to serve the soccer market in spite of being. Uh, ejected or thrown off of cable systems. And I think also it makes it very difficult for soccer fans 
uh, in the U.S. to say, okay, um, BN isn't on my cable system. I'm not going to subscribe to Fubo or Sling. Uh, I can just skip BN completely. I, Copa Libertadores is another layer. It's another, I would say it's like a co, uh, along with La Liga, it's a co-biggest property, uh, big acquisition for BN in the U.S. This, this keeps them in the game. Not only keeps them in the game, this strengthens their hand. Uh, huge news from my perspective. Yeah, the, so it's funny too, Kartik, because you mentioned that too in terms of people saying like, okay, now at this point they can't really ignore being sports or or not complain about not having being sports. Um, but when I broke the story on Friday, I, I lost count of the number of people that were like, okay, this is this is good news, but uh, I don't have being sports and nobody else has being sports. The reality is, is that there's, I mean, approximately about 10 million people in the U.S. That have been sports uh, through their TV provider, either satellite or t- cable, and then out of all the channels that are available out there, being sports is probably the most accessible one through streaming services. So whether it's uh, Sling, whether it's uh, Fubo, and, and other streaming uh, services out there. So I wrote a story. I said, "Okay, it's time to take action." I, I published it on WolfSoccerTalk.com. It's time to to take action. If you're a being, uh, if you want being sports, and you're a Directv or a Comcast subscriber, now is the time to really call them and, and just just complain, voice voice your complaints, and say, "Hey, enough's enough." You know I mean, it's time to go ahead and, and figure out a deal with being sports, uh, so we can get these channels back on, on the, the these networks. So that's that's my hope is what people will do. I mean, if you're a listener and you do subscribe to Comcast or DirecTV, um, go ahead and call them. Uh, voice, your, voice your complaints and say, hey, enough's enough. Uh, I, I pay a lot of good money to get all these channels I get. But for whatever reason, uh, you guys don't have in sports. You guys didn't renew the deal. It's the same deal as last time. They're not asking for any more money. Uh, go ahead and give me in sports so I can get Copa Libertadores. Uh, and all these other competitions, La Liga, Liga, and etc. But uh, yeah, so hope- hopefully this this will be a turning point really for being sports because really um, this is a big deal. This is a big deal, especially among Latin American soccer fans who know the history and know the teams um, that are involved in this competition. How much of a difference this makes, and, and hopefully this can make a difference in terms of getting back on Directv, especially. One more update, Kartik, before I hand it back over to you, and that's the International Champions Cup. I mentioned last week that uh, one of my sources uh, had mentioned that uh, it looks like it's going back to ESPN uh, this summer. Um, looks like ESPN renewed the deal with uh, Relevant Sports. And the information I got this week, too, I haven't been able to determine whether it's actually finalized, but it looks very probable that it'll be 12 games uh, across the ESPN networks that are going to be televised this summer. Um, something to look forward to, but uh, I'll keep on working on that story to get all the details. And Kartik, back to you, and for some good news um, about uh, Asia. Yeah, in, in another story we, we reported on World Soccer Talk this week, uh, DAZN has acquired the Asian Cup rights starting with the quarterfinals, uh, quarterfinal round, which is th- today, th- as we record. Uh, you might listen to this after the first set of games. But a big news in the U.S., I've enjoyed this tournament. I, I was around this tournament when I was in Dubai and UAE last week and have been watching it in India. And uh, it, it's, been a, it's been an exciting tournament. Maybe the football hasn't been at the level of the Euros or Copa America tournament, but it's still been, I, I think a lot of fun and I'm glad uh, uh, the US audience will get to see it Importantly, Chris, this is another soccer property for DAZN, um, and DAZN is uh, it, 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 
it hasn't had quite the big bang that a lot of people anticipated when they launched in the U.S., but they're slowly acquiring things, and, and they're going to be a player uh, for rights. And by the way, they offer a seven-day free trial if anyone wants to check it out. Actually, it's 30 days. Yeah, which, Sorry. yeah, which is even better. You mean thirty days? Which, which in, in the article about uh, DAZN acquiring the rights, I said, hey, you can subscribe to DAZN uh, for that free trial and be able to watch all of the Asian Cup, uh, you mean all the way through to uh, the semifinals, the final, and beyond that too. Yeah, on the on the soccer side, it'll be interesting to see what's the next rights that they try to pick up. Uh, we know that they have they have the J League so far. And I believe they have the AFC Champions League, and now they have the Asian Cup. Um, but where next? Uh, we've talked about on this podcast a couple of times that the Bundesliga would be a, a fantastic property for them to pick up. Uh, on television, doesn't do so well in terms of the ratings, but this could be a, a big hit for DAZN on the uh, streaming services when those rights do expire uh, in the next year or two. So this is one that I'm sure we'll be, we'll be talking about DAZN quite a bit uh, over the coming uh weeks and months of this podcast let me point out something real quickly on that on, on the fox rights with uh, the the bundesliga the reason we have so much bundesliga coverage in india is because the channels uh that show soccer that show the premier league also are owned by 21st century fox now they are part of this espn deal uh that that's uh, uh that's pending that's going to get approved uh sooner or later so whether or not the bundesliga sees the value in renewing the global deal with Fox when they have less channels uh, remains to be seen. It's something that, Chris, I had not thought about until I came to India and realized the reason why we have so much Bundesliga on here compared to other leagues is because the channels that show sports here that are not premium channels are all owned by Fox. Um, so that's a significant thing to look at because the Indian market will be off the table. I'm assuming there are channels like these channels that are going to Disney also uh, in other markets that Fox is showing the Bundesliga. So perhaps the Bundesliga is wide open in two years. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I think in many ways for a lot of our listeners and a lot of our uh, fans of the Bundesliga, that we've been disappointed with the coverage from Fox Sports in the United States. Not not, not the talent. I mean, the, the talent, whether it's uh, Stu Holden or Ian Joy or you mean, Igor, uh, Jovan Karoski, uh, you mean, Kay Abdo. There's a lot of people that love that league that really... I don't know, Keith Costigan that really uh, research it and love it, and and you you, see, you sense that enthusiasm and passion for the league. It's more so in terms of the commitment that Fox has made, where the schedule is very kind of random. Uh, it's very kind of it, they're not treating it like a big property, and and the, the challenge is is that as being part of a global deal, this was not a deal that Fox went out to for the, for the United States to say, okay, we're focused on the U.S. We want to make we 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 want this league. It was more of a a league that was acquired uh, globally by Fox and kind of handed to the U.S. Fox Sports and said, okay, U.S. Fox Sports, go ahead and, and figure out a way to to uh, to actually program this and, and get this on the airwaves. You mean it's kind of it's it's. Uh, you mean, it's more reactive than proactive. And, and, and so we'll have to wait and see um, in the next year or two what happens with the rights and if they do stay with Fox or if they go elsewhere to DAZONA or someplace else. Now, Kartik, uh, we mentioned on this podcast before, but uh, John Champion uh, will be commentating his very final game in the Premier League um, in actually next week. It's going to be the Newcastle United Manchester City game. Uh, which is going to be midweek. It's a game that's going to be on NBC Sports Gold. 
So it's not going to be on television because I think Man United play Burnley that day. Um, so we will not get a chance to watch it on television. So if you have NBC Sports Gold, uh, I recommend tuning in to, um, to watch that match, um, the, the Newcastle Man City game, and listen to his commentary. What I don't know yet, I'll find out in the next 24 hours, is which game he's going to be commentating on or which games he's going to be commentating on this weekend in the Premier League and whether or not we'll be able to get to listen to his commentary on those games because oftentimes it's a big match and oftentimes Arlo White will do the commentary for that match instead. So um, so basically just more of a heads up. I mean, John Champion is coming to the United States. He's going to be working for ESPN full time. He's going to be commentating Major League Soccer games and I'm sure ICC games. Um, it is an open invitation that he might be going back to the Premier League if the timing is good and if he has an opportunity to, to do some more games. Uh, that's a possibility. It's not a definite. So we know for sure that John Champion's last game is going to be next week for the Premier League uh, productions worldwide. And we're going to miss him. But uh, So keep an eye out on worldsoccertalk.com for the commentator's schedule this weekend to see if you get a chance to listen to him one more time if you don't have NBC Sports Gold uh, for next week. Yeah, Fulham Spurs, by the way, was the last match he called with Jim Beglin as his co-commentator. Yeah. That was a game I saw here in India. That, uh, I, I'm not sure if you got the two of them in the U.S. Uh, or if you got Arlo White. Arlo. Uh, yeah, so yeah. That, was a, that was a real treat. Yeah, that was the thing too, because like John Champion, if you follow him on Twitter, he's very active, he's uh, very informative. It's, a very, it's an interesting, definitely, uh, Twitter account. And he had posted some pictures. Uh, I guess he bought a book uh, of football grounds and gave it to Jim Begling as a present and, and signed it or kind of autographed it. Because uh, they've been working together for years and years and years and said, OK, hey, this is my final game uh, commentating together with Jim Beglin. And he posted the pictures on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, man, if only we had a chance to listen to his commentary with Jim Beglin uh, on the, that last Sunday. But uh, we did not, unfortunately. And Kartik, last but not least in the news segment, uh, I'm not sure if you had a, had a chance to look at this. But if you uh, click on the link, it's it's pretty interesting. This is came this came to us from one of our uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember which account it was, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, what's your yeah. what, what is it, and what, what what's your take on it? Yeah, so La Liga is looking to optimize uh, scheduling via artificial intelligence. I have to tell you, this thing is fascinating. So since I saw the tweet, I've been just my head's been spinning with this graphic, um, which uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll look at um, all these different variables, twenty-seven different variables, um, and uh, uh, the idea of. Uh, TV audience from the past, attendances, et cetera, and, and, and make the schedule accordingly. Now, this seems like uh, a very logical thing to do, but it's also uh, something that uh, has never been done using AI, basically. You know, it, it's been um, just based on assumptions or, 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 or personal preferences or whatever, uh, or other considerations. So I, I think this is pretty fascinating. Yeah, so, so it's based on 27 different variables uh, to figure out the best time, the most optimal time to go ahead and schedule matches on a La Liga weekend. Uh, it's supposed to be implemented uh, beginning in February uh, next month. It has a 5% uh, margin of error, uh, and it's based on attendances from the last 15 years, as well as um, TV data from the last four years in terms of you know, which, which matches had the most viewers from the past four years, or, or least viewers. Um, and then also the six data scientists working on this project for La Liga. It'll be interesting to see what the results are, Kartik, to see if there's much of a change. If, 
it might be one of those things where they come back and say, well, based on what we see here, the timing of the games is good, uh, which I like the timing of the La Liga games. It's one after another after another. It's in a long procession throughout the entire weekend. But they might change up some of the timing of the games. Maybe instead of Real Madrid playing, you mean, at 2.45 Eastern time on a Saturday, uh, maybe they bump it up to the 12.15 kickoff Eastern time or, or whatever, whatever it may be. But um, I, I like this, Kartik. And I think La Liga's definitely forward thinkers. Um, they're very cutting edge, very innovative. And here's another example of that. So we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, in February to see how that uh, adapts the, uh, the schedule maybe ever so slightly. TV ratings, um, we've got a bunch. Again, we'll list all of them on worldsoccertalk.com in the next 24 to 48 hours on the homepage. Um, the big number that came out from this past week was Arsenal against Chelsea on NBC on Saturday, the 12.30 kickoff Eastern time. 1.28 million, Kartik. That's, that's a huge number uh, for two big teams, but that's, that's definitely good news there for NBC. Uh, some of the other matches, um, the U.S. women's national team had their friendly against France on FS1 on Saturday uh, from 2.30 to 4.30 Eastern time. Uh, 214,000 people watched that one. Uh, and Hoffenheim against Bayern Munich. The Bundesliga is back, Kartik. <laughs> we finally got a game where we got to get a number because it's over 100,000. Usually if the number's less than 100,000, uh, it's too low to for us to actually be able to obtain that number. But Hoffenheim against Bayern Munich, 110,000 people tuned in on this one on FS1 on Friday from 2.30 to 4.30 Eastern. Because I was out of the country, I'd love our listeners to tweet at me or uh, put in our listener mailbag for next week and tell, tell us how Fox handled that U.S. Uh, France match, given that it was a very one-sided match, given that it was uh, a, a footballing uh, technical display based on the clips I saw from France, and the U.S. was way off the pace. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear how Fox handled that, uh, given they're going to be covering the Women's World Cup this summer, and there is a possibility that the U.S. could face France again in the quarterfinals or semifinals, and the same thing could happen. Um, so, just curious how, how they handled that, given or may, or maybe their even, tendencies. Or maybe even the final. It could be a, be a, yeah, a great final. Yeah. All right, uh, listener mailbag. First one up is Gary uh, Genosa, and he says, What is going on with BN Sports? No more extra at 7 p.m. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, only on Monday and Friday before the locker room. Are things that bad at BN? So this was sent in before the, the news was announced that uh, Copa Libertadores rights had been acquired. What I know from my sources is that uh, the studio that BN Sports uses um, in West Miami is actually shared. So it's, it's, it's uh, shared with a, a company called uh, Imagina. Uh, actually, I think Imagina owns the stu- studio. So BN Sports shares that studio with them. From what I understand is that the big, huge spaceship studio that they've used in the past, past several years, uh, that looks like it's from outer space, that has been broken down. So that's no longer being used. And instead, they're, they're sharing back and forth. Um, I guess Imagina is using the studio more and more. And BN Sports is still using the studio, but uh, only portions of it. So part of it's scheduling, trying to figure out um, when BN Sports can use it and when Imagina needs it. Um, but we'll have to wait and see if this uh, Copa Libertadores, if that changes things in terms of maybe them getting more of the, the studio back. Um, but at, for the time being, it looks like it's going to stay that way, where there's going to be no more extras, um, the, the show called The Extra, from Tuesday through Thursday. And also, actually, with Copa Libertadores, 
You've got games on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday anyway. Um, so that fills in that prime time slot where the extra would have been on in, in the first place. But but interesting uh, question, Gary, and uh, hope uh, hope you appreciate the response there. Next up is Amber DFW Girl. Um, she posted this on Twitter and said to us, Kartik, it seems you should have a weekly segment called Let's Bash Arlo White. Last few podcasts, you and Kartik love to bash Arlo. I enjoy, I enjoy Arlo's commentary as much as I enjoy Martin Tyler, John Champion, or Peter Drury. And let me say, Kartik, on this one is that uh, I, think, I think listeners, Amber included, but listeners should not basically kind of correlate uh, criticism with bashing. So oftentimes you and I, are, uh, you know, we're always uh, kind of very frank. Uh, we will call it the way we see it. Um, we have nothing against Ola White in terms of a person. He seems like a really nice guy. I think he would be better as a presenter. His skill set is much better in, in that role. Um, my personal taste for a commentator is not somebody who reads out stats after stats after stats and talks too much. That's not my style. I prefer someone like John Champion or someone like Derek Ray or someone like Martin Tyler that's a little bit, uh, lets the game flow a little bit better. There's, there's pauses in the game, there's silence in the game. So, so again, it's, I mean, it's not, we're not bash, bashing all our white. It's just that we're sharing our, sharing our honest criticisms or our, we're just communicating. So please don't take this personally. And uh, I think Ola White actually on Twitter got offended by this and uh, gave a couple of digs at us. And uh, I responded and just said, said the same thing, is that it's nothing personal. It's just basically that uh, Arlo has a very different style and it's not what we're used to. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is what we're used to to a certain extent in American sports commentary. And, I, and I'm kind of of two minds about this. I mean, I, I, my personal preference, he doesn't fit. Uh, he talks too much for me, reads too many stats, et cetera, all the things you said. But I have to admit that I think there's a certain educational value Arlo White gives to American fans who tend to be newer to the sport than fans uh, from the UK or fans from other parts of the world. So I think that that's an important element of what he does. And, and as a presenter, I think he's very, very good. Uh, the pitch side desks, he's always good with. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't I'm not I don't feel like I'm bashing him. I just prefer the commentary style of someone like John Champion or Derek Ray or uh, Keith Costigan's become a favorite of mine now calling Bundesliga matches on Fox. Uh, also, um, and uh, I, I think there is a value in what Arlo White does. It's just not my personal preference. That, that's a good point, though, Kartik, too, because you mentioned that uh, in some ways that Arlo really kind of simplifies things a little bit, gives the backstory for the first like minute of a broadcast and says, hey, here's what's happening. You mean uh, Arsenal, you mean kind of uh, going through a tough spell of time and Chelsea, a lot of question marks about, about the manager and you mean the playing style, etc., blah, blah, blah. And in some ways, that is helpful for the mainstream. That is helpful for the new viewer to a game that doesn't know the backstory, doesn't is not following it day after day after day like we are. Having said that, though, Kartik, it makes you wonder at what point do they say, you know, OK, I think we're at a stage now we're comfortable where most of these viewers probably know the backstory. Now, let's switch it. That That's... Uh, Let's kind of have our commentary be at the same level as our analysis in the studio, where it is more high level. It is a little bit highbrow sometimes, but um, that switch hasn't happened. Uh, and maybe it's a style thing from Arlo, that that's just his style. Or maybe it's a top down from NBC where they've said, like, hey, this, this is going to be an NBC over the air. Let's try not to make it too uh, football nerdy. Let's, let's try to make it more mainstream. That I don't know. 
that would be a good question for uh, Pierre Musa uh, next time we talk to him at NBC. All right, David Schley says uh, he's got a long feedback, but it's a really good uh, some feedback here, Kantik. He says, for my fellow La Liga lovers who lost BN, about a month ago, World Soccer Talk posted that Sling TV is now incorporating BN Sports Connect into their platforms. I had just noticed it myself as I was now able to access the other BN Connect channels and La Liga TV via my Apple TV Sling account. I have always had the option of accessing these channels via the Connect app on my iPad or PC, but as most of you know, the Connect app was very unreliable. So I was thrilled about Sling doing this. It's been about two months now, and I couldn't be more satisfied with La Liga TV. For someone who hails La Liga as the best league in the world, it's been very refreshing to have reliable access to La Liga content in America. When there's no live programming, it shows a lot of the weekly league shows, but every day at 10 10 o'clock Eastern time is Viva La Liga, which is a live show with uh, Samra Hunter from California, hosting alongside various pundits from around the world and in studio talents with the likes of Graham Hunter, Guillaume Balagay, uh, Sid Lowe, Duncan McMath, and the list goes on. If you know anything about La Liga, you know that these are the who's who of Spanish football. Viva la, vi- <laughs> Viva la Liga is also on before at halftime and after the matches. Oh, I forgot to mention that La Liga TV also broadcasts every match. Now I do love Ray Hudson from BN, and I always will be true to him. But when he's not on the call, I switch over to La Liga TV and listen to commentators like Simon Hanley, uh, who do a far better job and are more knowledgeable than other uh, BN Sports USA broadcasters. The real-time translations of post-match interviews, something that BN uh, doesn't usually do, is great. And sometimes you get the pleasure of having Guillaume Balaguer uh, alongside the commentator analyzing the game. That's like a two-hour insider look, history lesson, and transfer news show, all while watching a match. Again, if you know Guillaume, uh, then you know how connected, knowledgeable, and accurate his information is. For all those La Liga lovers who lost BN on TV, or for some other reason, I highly recommend getting Sling TV for $10 a month and start watching La Liga TV. If La Liga is serious about growing in the States, they need to find a network in 2020. Uh, that will air Viva La Liga during match days like NBC Sports and FS1 do. I have been a faithful customer of BN for years, uh, but in order for La Liga to grow in the U.S., it's imperative it be picked up by a bigger bigger network, uh, best uh, from one happy La Liga fan. And David, what an incredible uh, kind of uh, email that is. That's fantastic. That's great to hear. Uh, I've watched bits and pieces of La Liga TV, and I was impressed. I was like, holy cow, this is really good content. And it's hidden away on the Be In Sports uh, app. Um, and for those listeners, which there's many of them, who have given up on Be In Sports Connect, for me, I, I go through Fubo, uh, and now I can also go through Sling and ha- access it directly from within those apps without having to go to the Be In Sports Connect TV uh, website and go through all those hoops and hurdles just to be able to watch it. But through Fubo, it's great and uh, great feedback, David. That's really helpful, especially for fans of La Liga. And like you said, Guillaume is one of the best in the world and uh, the other people too, fantastic talent. And that's great to hear. At the same time, though, Kartik, I mean, to me, this is what NBC Sports Gold could be. I mean, they have access to all of this great Premier League content, all this new shows. Um, I think the Premier League uh, productions, I think they have a, I think it's like a 24-hour news channel. It's a 24-hour news channel, right. Yeah. And, uh, and he only shows some of the uh, 
some of the things, and quite frankly, uh, they're showing it at odd times, and sometimes uh, it's not available on demand. It's kind of clunky. One of the attractions of NBC Sports Gold for me, one of the reasons I've signed up for both years, it's been offered, has been those uh, bumper programs. Uh, They don't don't quite carry what they should. Um, This is an amazing email, actually, or an amazing mailbag thing. When I get back to the States, I think I'm going to add that. on Sling or get Sling and get that package. It sounds it sounds incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I highly recommend it. Definitely, that's uh, great feedback there from uh, from David. Thank you. All right, guys, you can always reach us via email through web at worldsoccertalk.com as well as facebook.com slash worldsoccertalk and on Twitter at worldsoccertalk. Uh, plus, of course, you can always post your comments on worldsoccertalk.com. So if you, like David, have some great tips, some great hints in terms of uh, what's going on, if you have some news tips from within the industry, that hey, Chris and Kartik, how come you're not talking about XYZ? Uh, if you have questions about uh, being Sports Connect or Sling TV or Fubo or PlayStation View or... Uh, ESPN Plus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, or even the TV networks too. Let us know. We'd love to read those out on air. Uh, we are here to help you and, and also to hear your feedback and to your, hear your rants and raves. And uh, for the most part, I think we everything that you guys send in, we go ahead and read out. So uh, thank you again for your feedback. We really appreciate it. Kartik, um, so what's your schedule looking like in India? Do, do you have any uh, R&R planned or is it uh, busy, busy moving? Yeah, it's busy moving, getting things. I mean, we have shippers coming uh, to the house uh, the next few days to, to box things up and then ship them to the U.S. for us um, and then uh, fly out to London and, and uh, uh, maybe a day or two of R&R there. Well, not really R&R because London is not an R&R place, but <laughs> a, a vacation, legitimate vacation. And uh, maybe catch a football match. As I said, I would have liked to have gone to the Barnett-Brentford match. Uh, but when I booked the flight, we didn't know when the FA Cup – I mean, who knew Barnett? was going to get this yeah, far yeah. Uh, and who knew that was going to be uh, the Monday match but uh, yeah and, and then back in the States uh, a week from there and what about your flights though so uh, which airlines are you taking and, and how long are the flights from Chennai to, uh, to London so I'm taking British Airways uh, Chennai to Heathrow is uh, 11 hours and 50 minutes it's a horribly long flight uh, then uh, a couple of days in London the, the flight back London Fort Lauderdale is almost 10 hours so going going this way is always worse when you leave the US and you go to London it's only seven and a half or eight hours because uh, the way the world turns the way the glow uh, the uh, the earth rotates and then uh, London Chennai is about 10 hours so you you, you pick up an hour or two or you lose an hour or two going the other way. So if they want to uh, follow your travels, Kartik, or or read your opinions about politics or soccer, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, KKFLA737. Again, uh, if anyone has any insight into how Fox did with France, USA, um, be anxious to hear about it. Yeah, me too, definitely. And uh, you can reach me through Twitter at World Soccer Talk. So thank you everyone for listening. You can get a new episode of the World Soccer Talk podcast every Thursday. Every episode is released on SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, AudioBoom, and WorldSoccerTalk.com. If you like the show, share it with your friends on social media and give us a review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. In Kartik, um, kind of a globetrotter, um, going around the world watching football matches and uh, what should they do? Enjoy your football. <laughs> <laughs>